Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, which means that it's podcast day. And for me, it's the best day of the week because I get to release another podcast. And hopefully it's the best day of the week for you because you get to plug into some more content. So before I jump into this week's episode, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to those who uh, plugged into last week's series on Woman Boss, Girl Boss Week, and just phenomenal feedback, phenomenal encouragement, and some great connections. I was able to engage with some new individuals who possibly will be on the podcast in the next coming weeks, or if not, um, in the coming seasons. But awesome week. Um, Huge shout out to all the women that were on the podcast and and agreed to it and shared their heart and was extremely transparent about what it is to be a woman and girl boss. So if you didn't plug into those episodes, go ahead and check them out. Um, You don't want to miss them. Phenomenal, phenomenal episodes and encouragement to women who are aspiring to run their, you know, run their show and do that thing. So Let's jump in today's episode. We're going to talk about the lady in pink. The lady in pink was actually inspired by a woman at my church, not just any woman, the pastor's mom. So for a lot of people, the pastor's mom may seem a, a little bit intimidating, like, ooh, the mother, you know, she's she must be this hardcore woman who's who everyone's scared of. But no. The pastor's mom at our church is one of the sweetest lady on this planet. Very, very kind, very, very sweet. And honestly, I never thought I'd be writing about, you know, the pastor's mom or be even talking about or sharing on the podcast about our pastor's mom. Very, very strange. Um, But, you know, it's very important. And I hope that this episode encourages you who who are younger, but also you who are older, who feel like no one's watching you, who, you know, you feel like you're invisible and you're really not making a difference because this woman, um, the lady in pink, she did not know that my husband and I were watching her. Not in a creepy way, obviously, but we were admiring her stride that specific Sunday at church. For one, she was dressed in all pink, so it was it was hard not to notice her. Um, but also in the moment that I'm referring to is an altar call moment where the pastor, the lead pastor, asked for the students or the high school students to to line up in front of the altar and they would be praying for a convert or our congregation, whoever had prayers or uh, had prayer needs. And whenever that happened, you know, naturally I just stood where I was because, you know, they're youth students, you know, what, what can they pray about? But it dawned on me as I was standing there that not many people were moving either, just, just a couple. And then I saw the lady in pink stood up and she walked confidently charged right down the aisle and she went right up to one student and whispered something in her, her ear and she prayed for her. Um, the student prayed for the lady in pink. And then right after she got her prayers um, or she was prayed for, she walked down to every single student and she touched each of them on their arm as a sign of more than just goodwill. But the way from my perspective, what I viewed it as was more of a blessing 
this elderly woman, this woman that have gone through life, blessing each of them and encouraging them to keep on, to, 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 to keep doing what they're doing, to keep chasing after Jesus, to keep pressing in. And it took me back to 1 Timothy 4.12 when Paul wrote and he said, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct in love in faith and impurity. And this is somewhat double fold because I, I think the lady in pink definitely was walking in this scripture in the sense that she wasn't looking down on the youth and just because they're younger than her, they can't pray for her or because they're younger, they won't know how to pray. That's one flip of the script. But there's also, she was walking in youth. She was walking in grace. She was walking, um, setting setting an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. She was also walking in that because as a woman of her age who has 20 years over her three score and 10. And if you don't know what that means, go look it up. Um, it's in the Bible. My grandpa actually taught me about that. But anyways, she was well over, you know, her age and her time. Um, and I, I mean that in a, in a good way. She's She's been through life, you know. You'd look at a woman like that and think she doesn't need prayers. She's got it together. You know, she's good with the Lord. But she was able to humble herself and receive prayers. Likewise, she was able to walk in confidence, that that confident freedom of even though I'm old, I'm not going to let my age be looked down at because for some reason, I don't know the way we compute things is if someone's young, you know, they're, they're young, they, they don't know it all. They're, you know, they're juvenile, et cetera, et cetera. And then for someone who's older, we say, oh, they're old, you know, they've, they're past their time. They don't, they don't know what it is, what it's like today. So in those two specific brackets, it's kind of hard to live. And then you're in the middle ground and you feel like you know it all. So you're the the judge. You, you judge those two sectors. But anyways, so do not let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And I just want to hone down a little bit more on that because I feel like it's so easy to get bogged down by looking left and right in this race that we're on, because for some reason we're on a race. Um, I like to say we're on a journey, but majority of us were on a race. We're in a competition. And unfortunately, we've allowed ourselves to be in a competition. So for the sake of that, I want to take it from that context. We are all in a competition with each other, which we shouldn't be, but it's whatever. We're in a competition with with each other. And unfortunately, because we're in a competition, we keep looking left and right and we look for others validation. And whenever we don't get that validation, whenever we don't get that confidence boost from that someone who is left or right of us, we aren't confident in our speech, in our conduct, in love and faith and impurity. We don't walk those out as an example. Rather, we glean on those on our left and our right. And we become followers instead of doers and leaders. But what Paul is saying to Timothy here, because Timothy Back in those days, if you are like 30 or 40 years old, you're still a youth. You're still very young. And Paul was tremendously older than him. 
And he was encouraging Timothy, you know, keep doing the work. I'm not able to be preaching and I'm not able to be setting an example right now. But you, you who are capable of doing so, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Don't let anyone despise your youth. Don't let anyone stop you from keep on keeping on. Don't let anyone stop you from this race that you're on, this journey that you're on, don't look left or right because I need you to set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. But what we do as believers is that we're lef- we're, we are full on looking left and right. We don't operate life like how we drive. You know how you drive, you, you're, you're literally driving and you're looking at what's in front of you. Yeah, sometimes they're going to look in your rear view mirror and your side mirrors just to make sure things are okay. But for the most part, you are looking dead set in front of you. We don't operate life like that. If we did, we'd probably be, uh, we, you know, we'd be better off right now. But for the majority of us, we, when we're going through this race, this journey, we have our eyes set to our left and our right. We, we don't have it set before us. And it's funny because we wonder, well, why am I in this predicament? Why do I have such low self-esteem? Why can't I go and do? Why am I not confident? Why can't I love? Why, why don't I have faith? Why do I struggle with these things? It's probably because you're looking left and right. You're not focused and dedicated to what's before you. And naturally or obviously, you know, what should be before you is God, Christ, your faith, that should be what you should be working on line upon line, precept upon precept. You should be growing. But in the natural sense or in the physical sense, you know, what's before you is what God has called you to do. But too often we're looking left and right. We're looking at the person beside us and we hear their criticism. We hear their comments. We see that they're doing big things and then you look at yourself and you're like, well, I'm not there yet. So I guess, I guess I'm failing. I guess I'm not called for this. I wonder if we operated life like how we drive, how far we would be, how many people we would be touching and impacting. I wonder. And I wonder too, if we would drive the way we operate life, how many accidents we'd be in. Don't test that out. Um, that's not a permission to go test something out that doesn't need testing. But if you would drive how you live life right now, looking and analyzing other people's life, comparing your life to theirs, you'd probably be in a dozen accidents, if not dead right now. Because how we operate life is legitimately looking right and left. We don't even know what's before us. We don't know if the person in front of us hit the brakes. We don't know if the person in front of us, you know, swerve left or right. We don't even know if the road's in front of us. That's how wild we are and and how risky we are living life. But my encouragement to you is that you don't allow people to look down on you. And when he says, don't let anyone look down on you, that's not to say you have the authority to tell people, don't look down on me. No, because obviously people will do whatever they want to do. But what what Paul is saying is here, don't allow the comments to get to you. Don't allow the facial expressions to get to you. Don't allow your age to get to you, whether it be young or too, too young or too old or too in the middle. I don't know if that's the thing, but. Don't allow it. Don't entertain it. Don't let it become a part of your thought habit. 
don't let it become your why to not do what God has called you to do. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. And you know that anyone could be you. It could be you who's looking down on you. It could be you that's stopping you because maybe you think you're too young. You think you're too old. You think you're not good enough. And that has hindered you from walking out the gospel message, from speaking truth, from walking in good conduct, from extending love, from walking and sharing your faith, from striving after purity because we're prideful. We're insecure. So you could be the issue. And the answer to all of this is where are we setting our sight or where are we setting our eyes to? If we're if our focus is left and right, then we're in the wrong place. But if our focus is set before us, if we're looking at what's right before us, that will be Christ and what he says about you and the plan he has for you. When we set our eyes on the right thing, think on things that are true, that are pure, that are righteous, and all that good stuff. When we set our eyes and our sight on the right thing in the right direction, then we won't allow ourselves or other people. We won't give permission to those negative naysayers or negative Nancys or negative comments and discouragement. We won't allow those to bring us down and stop us from doing what God has called us to do. So the lady in pink, yes, the lady in pink, she inspired all of this. She did not allow the age, her age, to stop her from receiving prayers. You know, because she could, she could have easily said, you know, I've received enough prayers for my life. But she did not allow that. She, de- she did not entertain that thought. But more importantly, she did not allow the age of those who were ready to pray for the congregation. She did not allow the age of the youth to stop her. But she gave them permission to be an example, to be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And she charged them. She gave them that somewhat of a priestly blessing. Keep going. Keep doing. Don't don't let anyone look down on you. So, If you're entertaining thoughts, if you're entertaining bad habits, if you're entertaining the negative naysayers, the discouragement, and that has caused you to stop doing what God has called you to do, if you're looking left and right, but not looking directly in front of you, setting sight on what God has for you, I want to encourage you today, live life, treat this journey, this race, like you would driving you're driving your car and you're looking forward I mean you'll glance left and right to the back sometimes but you're very cautious you look forward got to make sure you're still on the road I want to encourage you to treat life treat this race treat this journey like you're driving setting your sights forward keeping your eyes fixed forward to your source that's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button. All the buttons to stay connected on the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, balancing us.